strands of yarn frayed from the knot of her friendship bracelet. Abby had given it to her for Christmas, and Jane hadn't taken it off since. Most of the time she forgot she had it on. The knot was firmly in place, keeping the braid together, while the ends frayed in all directions. She'd have to be a knot for Abby, or her sister may wind up like the unraveled threads she now fingered. She needed a plan, one better than silence. All she knew was that she wouldn't let Abby go into foster care. Even now that the authorities had found her mom, Jane couldn't allow herself to grieve. Besides, she didn't have the time or privacy to grieve, so it wasn't her fault. She wasn't some heartless monster. At least that's what she kept telling herself. Or maybe she was grieving. Maybe this was the denial she'd heard so much about. Someone tapped her shoulder. Hey! She jerked around in her seat. What? Beth, her closest girlfriend, held up her hand. She was seated in the desk behind Jane's. Relax, I just wanted to borrow a pencil. Perhaps she'd skip to the anger step. But anger was good. It kept her strong. Beth tilted her round face, causing waves of her long brown hair to touch her desk. Are you okay? Yeah. Jane nodded and gave her a pencil. She glanced around the classroom. Her classmates were feverishly writing in their journals. Great. She had no idea what Mr. Peterson had just assigned, and she'd given her last pencil away. Richard twisted in his seat to get a better view of Jane. A strand of brown hair wrapped around her finger as she stared out the window. She appeared distracted, which distracted Richard. And Richard Hendrick didn't let things distract him. He had a plan. Graduate high school with honors. Go to the University of Virginia. Become a lawyer like his dad. Stress was a rarity in Richard's life. And if he did get stressed, he'd take it out on the field. He'd play any sport that was in season. He didn't let anything get to him. That was until Jane. She was getting to him. He'd finished Mr. Peterson's journal assignment and made a list of possible psychology project ideas, but he couldn't help glancing at Jane every few moments. He angled his head and hoped it appeared as if he were looking out the window. Jane bit her lower lip and thumbed her unopened journal. So unlike her not to be working as hard or harder than everyone else. Not that he'd noticed. Jane was so unusual. It didn't matter that she wasn't popular. He didn't care a bit that her hair was long, straight, and never styled. He'd tired of the girls who spent their free time gazing in the mirror. Not Jane, though. She didn't cover the freckles that adorned her nose and cheeks, and she didn't care about wearing name-brand clothes. She was just Jane. She did care about animals. One day, when he'd walked by her house, he'd seen her take an injured squirrel and gently place it in a box. She'd leaned over the box and whispered to it as though they spoke the same language. Nobody else was around, and Richard had been glad of that because others wouldn't understand. Sure, she was a little strange, but strange in a good way. Mr. Peterson's deep voice drew his attention. 
I'm willing to take your requests for a partner in the project into consideration, but I have the final say. Write your name and the name of the person you hope to have as a partner on a sheet of paper. He dropped in his chair, splaying his large hands across his desk. Richard's heart thudded as he scrawled Jane Sanders on his paper. Now was his chance to finally get to know her.